0: You guys you guys really don't do anything over the break the holiday break christmas
1: break well i don't know if i mean we don't do much we've uh we've started to really pay attention to i guess our our culture here and everybody is so so busy so we do before the break we do you know like a couple christmasy type you know christmas party type things but as far as trying to take any type of do any type of getaway or any type of outreach type thing over Christmas, so many of our people travel here, and so we just sort of pay attention to that. We do have like on Christmas Eve, we have one service that's kind of a designated big. We have like five services that day, like a lot of churches, but you know, it's like a big student service. But for the most part, not a lot, man. Do you guys do a lot over over Christmas?
0: No, we will, we won't do a ton our I mean our normal programming stops for sure. We take a little break over there. Yeah. folks get out and travel and rest. But then we'll do like a couple things right before we come back to kind of reengage. Do you do yeah. do you do like a winter retreat or anything like that? Well,
1: see, yeah, and I was about to say that, you know, we used to do that. Um, yeah. but the numbers just con- consistently started tanking. Uh, and going down and down and down. And we were having a hard time. We were fighting to get people to come. And again, I think it's because so many of our folks here are mobile. Uh, so I'm not saying everybody should do it that way. But I do think you have to pay attention to your crowd. Yeah. And for us, because so many people travel. And that's not to leave those kids out that are stuck behind not with nothing to do. But um, Well, and that's, that's what
0: right. I was going to ask. What do you think about... You know because i I think there's a tendency in student ministry in general to say like oh if we can't have a ton of kids it's not worth doing and i know that i know you well enough to know that's not what you're saying but what about in a context where maybe you've got you know a smaller amount but that are a pretty dedicated core group is it do you think it's worth doing something is that like a hey maybe we do a leadership thing if we got folks around or we just do something smaller
1: yeah i think the key for me would be what i would say the key is that you Make sure you're careful to figure out, um, it, I mean, if you're in a place where you're going to have people around, you should do something, you know, I mean, if you can leverage yeah. that. But if you don't have enough people to leverage, and, and and I don't know what the number, the magic number is there, but um, I'm just saying, sometimes in student ministry, we do we do stuff just because we just do stuff. Like, sometimes <laughs> yeah. we just do it to do it. Oh, well, there's a break. We should do something. Oh, okay, you know. Uh, i'm just saying maybe be a little more intentional with that and uh for us it was just a matter of it's just a matter of saying hey look and then even as a team even for me just being able to take a break over the holidays yeah. and enjoy the holidays is uh healthy you know for us so yeah so how, how many
0: moments how many moments over break have you sat and thought man we should do a new year's eve lock in
1: Nope. Not I, that's not crossed <laughs> my mind one time. Man, uh,
0: I could tell you horror stories about New Year's Eve lock
1: like ends. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they never not. go well. Well, hey everybody. <laughs> welcome. Uh by the way. Uh welcome. Uh that's Jody right there. Uh, I'm Chris. We're the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast. And we appreciate y'all listening. And we're just sort of kicking off the new year here and Jody is a youth pastor out in California. I'm a youth pastor here in Georgia, and we love getting to do youth ministry. We love our teenagers. That's our main goal. You know, every week he and I both are actual youth pastors that are doing uh, youth ministry on a regular basis. So we we love this opportunity though to get to interview folks from time to time. But this year, um, this year we're hoping to continue to do that. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. So we, thanks for listening. Indeed. Indeed. What's up, new people? If you're checking it out for the first time, welcome. Glad you're here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think we've got, uh, so we were talking topic-wise, okay? I know we got some sponsor stuff, but trying to think through, okay, what do we do end of year, beginning of year? Um, We've talked about goals in the past and setting goals. We've talked about whatever. So we're going to do today, we're going to talk about lessons we've learned in the last year. I think this is really helpful. And, um, so there'll probably be some, hopefully some practical things for you to take down and take note of I, if we'll put the link to the show notes like we always do. Um, but, but, I think this will be good. Now here, here's the, here's the catch. Here's what I was thinking. I think we, we're going to list these things and then at the end of the year, I want to revisit and see, no, okay, great. see if we have, uh, if we're learning the same things again or if, we, yeah, like if we if we, actually like took these things to heart. So it'd yeah. be good. Before we get into that though, we do want to thank some sponsors. We, man, love the folks over at YM360. So grateful for their ministry and their partnership and helping us make this thing happen. Uh, if you're looking for curriculum or camps or man, just about anything uh, that you would need by way of, of student ministry, those guys are uh, are a great place to stop and look for sure they they top top notch guys who also do student ministry on a consistent basis they're not just uh selling you stuff to do it they're they're doing student ministry day in and day out as well and producing some incredible resources you can use the promo code longer hall and save 20% on just about everything indeed good stuff
1: that's real good stuff man i appreciate those guys a ton for sure yeah
0: Indeed. All right. Should we jump in here?
1: Yeah. Lessons learned this past year, man. Um, Mine are in no particular order. How about yours? Are yours in any particular order? No, of course not. That yeah, make not too at much all. sense not at all. Well, what you, give me one? What you got? Tell me something you learned this year, Jody. Uh, so I'm gonna cheat a little. Uh, it's not not See, exactly. We're, not even, we're just starting the it's list. Not a year to the day, cheating. but it. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Here's my, my my biggest lesson. Really, is that moving across the country is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at yeah, that, for real. that would seem obvious. And, uh, and it, and it was obvious that it was going to be hard. But I think, um, uh, I think the reality of how difficult that was probably, uh, is still setting in, you know? And I'm grateful, man. It was good. And our church here cared for us well during that whole process of moving and our family's done well. But, you know, it's not just starting over. Um, it's literally in every area, in every way, you're starting over, and and so there's so many things. And I remember there was a there was a point, man, probably like two months in, that Sarah and I were sitting, and I was just, man, I'm just tired of making really important, life altering, adulting type decisions. <laughs> like, I just yeah. want to be
1: settled and present. Um, well, that really says something about the importance of the long. This idea, though, that we Uh, promote here on the longer haul which is we want you to experience longevity both in your current position and long term as a career potentially if if you feel God calling you to that but it's interesting what you're saying man moving's hard moving across the country even harder so it makes sense to me that it it almost supports this idea that staying put for a while really makes sense because man, if can you imagine what you've been through this last year doing that every three years? Oh gosh, no.
0: Well, and I don't think I'd be effective at all. Um and I think I, I'm even just from thinking through we were able to I think we were able to do it as well as we have and it hasn't been perfect, but it's 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 been I mean it's really been pretty good pretty easy for us.
1: i watched it from afar, man. I mean, you guys have embraced it and it's been a bit of an adventure for you. So that's good.
0: But I don't think we could have done it had we not had such a foundation, uh, under us of longevity, at least as well as we've done. And I certainly don't think we could, there's a lot of equity that you spend, a lot of chips you spend with your family to, to make that move. And, Everybody was bought in, but it, it takes a toll, right? That move takes a toll on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if I had to turn around and do that again in a few years, uh, a a drastic move again like that, I I just think over time that's, that would destroy our family. I don't know how many times you could weather that. Maybe that's just my family. Maybe that's just my family. But I, I feel like, I mean, you know, my my kids are pretty solid when it comes to understanding what's going on. And we were really upfront with them and, and they're older, which does make a difference. I know um, it's probably a little easier when your kids are younger, but and there's a lot of things that come come with that. And I think you know, kind of a long, a long man. No, yeah, I have another that probably came out of that, but maybe I'll save it um, because I do think it's really important. And it, and it, I didn't think about it until the other day. I saw a post of someone in one of the uh, youth ministry groups, um, and it, it really caused me to stop and think about man okay, where am I and what kind of questions that, and then what kind of questions you wrestle with and during uh, long over longevity you know yeah um and so I think um but yeah, man, moving ugh hard,
1: yeah, good,
0: that's good what about you
1: uh here's a lesson this year um we'll 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 uh we'll do something a little bit more trivial, but directly impacted our student ministry and a crazy way um, the impossible shot is good the impossible shot is real good so if you don't know what the impossible shot is you can push pause right now and look it up uh, long story short it's this idea that if a guest comes or if you bring a guest the kid can take a shot at the impossible shot it's a target they use a nerf bow and arrow and it's not so much about the specifically the impossible shot but i tell you man there was something about that we just hadn't done anything new like that in a while, and there was something about the newness of that that really caught on, and our kids got super psyched about it, man. I mean, they were so pumped. And we had so many guests uh, come on Wednesday nights as a result of that, and it was just really good. Now, if you want the resource, I mean, just go on to, like, the Download Youth Ministry Facebook group, There's and, and just search Impossible Shot. There's tons of examples of that thing, uh, of how to do it and everything. Um, uh, but I just loved it, man. Like it's so good. So good. Now we'll tell you that it, it has, we're probably going to push pause on it soon because it's starting to not be as exciting. Cause I think it's kind of run its course a little bit. So we're thinking about killing it for a little bit. Uh, but the impossible shot, man, if they make it, they get a hundred dollar gift card. Nobody's made it. Like That's one kid made impossible. it on his, it's possible. One kid made it on his practice shot. <laughs> oh my gosh. And a practice shot doesn't count. But since it was the first time anybody had ever made it, we gave the kid a $50 card. Um, but it, it's just good. It's just good. And so, lesson learned this past year, though, was you know, in that was that, you know, it's important to, especially when you have been somewhere for a really, really long time, it's important to keep things fresh. It's important to. Take time every once in a while and do something new. Learn from other people's ideas. And that's what we did. I mean, I, everybody was talking about it on the different youth ministry Facebook groups and I saw the idea and so we we stole it, you know, like everybody else did. So it was
0: good. No, it's that's good. That's fun. Yeah. And we you know, we did that we did a whole episode on games. Uh, yeah. Like Jamie Fallon's saw games and we you talk a lot about it in that.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, as well, and so, man. It was it was huge. Though. It really, I mean, it just had a huge impact. It was crazy how many guests we had. That's cool. Uh, as a result, so it was good.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll put a link back to the games um, episode for that, just in case you're sitting yeah. here not sure, or you're just trying to figure out some things because that was a that's a good episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so this one kind of is the one I was going to allude to. This kind of piggybacks off the, f- the the first one. Um and I would I really would love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh yeah. Um so this is a question that I think we wrestled with prior to moving. Um so maybe I should have started with this one if we were going in chronological order, but we don't go in order. Um can't do it anymore is different than shouldn't do it anymore. Um and, and so when we were trying to figure out, okay, we, we knew Something new was in front of us. We just didn't know what that looked like. And the question swirling is, okay, is this still student ministry? We felt pretty confident, yes. That's where our heart was. That's where, um, but there are a lot of days, a lot of nights, a lot of Wednesdays, right, where you come home and you go, man, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and I think when when you say you can't do it anymore, that's that's a much different question than shouldn't do it anymore, and so like we were joking about lock-ins, right? Yeah. I, I c- you just can't do them anymore, right? For a million reasons, um, I hate them for one. But man, when I was like eighteen, nineteen, they were the best. <laughs> That's the best youth event ever, right? Um, yeah, eh, yeah, yeah. That's totally true. So when, but as you, but as you experience longevity, as you age and get older as your family dynamics change um, and you kind of walk through all these seasons of ministry that we talk about so often, there are legitimately going to be things that you just can't do anymore that you used to do that probably were pieces that made you feel pretty effective at what you were doing. Um, and and so I think if we're not careful, we can start saying, oh, man, I just can't do this anymore, and then we bail uh, we step out of student ministry versus I shouldn't do this anymore, which is like a clear, like I shouldn't be doing student ministry anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: and so as you're building your team around you, whether that's volunteer team, whether that's staff team, finding people who can do those things that you can't do anymore, um, is, is really a crucial, crucial piece to experiencing longevity. Um, you, you're just not going to be, you're not going to enjoy the same things, you know, at forty that you did at twenty-five, you're not gonna want to do your. I mean, things are just your family dynamics are not gonna be the same. You're not gonna have as much time to give um, at forty that, as you did because you're now you're gonna have your own family most likely. You're gonna have your own kids. You're and so I think uh, I think that's such a huge question, and it's one that we wrestled with pretty hard, and it's one that I have continued to think through over the year and find. Man, just a really clear affirmation. Um, and it's been good. It's been good. So I, I would I would throw that out twofold. One, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Two, just to say, man, if you're listening and you're struggling with staying in student ministry, I think that's the that's a key question you've got to figure out. Um, is 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 can or shouldn't? Um, because you know, as a student pastor, you can probably a student ministry you can still do all those things you're not the one doing them
1: yeah that's good that's good all right well let's see here um we will get one of the more serious ones out of the way here for me how about that um the yucky stuff of life will come your way and i wrote that um and the reason it cuz honestly it was just a reminder uh this year we you know Wendy and I um we've had stuff in the past you know like like most people have had but being let me let me rewind this let me say this another way being in ministry and serving Jesus and doing your calling does not equal not having to go through really hard times I knew that. I think we all know that uh, intuitively and practically. But there will be moments, though, where the hard stuff comes. And I was reminded of the importance of having a strong foundation and why that matters, having a healthy marriage, having a healthy relationship with our kids, and being healthy in ministry. And honestly, experiencing longevity because, um, in August, I don't, I don't think we've talked about this really on the podcast. I've not been trying to keep it quiet. It's been on our Facebook, my Facebook, uh, personal profile a lot, but, uh, in August, Wendy, my wife found out she had breast cancer. And so we, uh, she went through, you know, a pretty long process there. I mean, there were several months there of going through that and treatment and figuring out what to do and all of that. We were uh, very thankful that it ended up being a deal that she could treat, you know, with surgery. She ended up having to have a double mastectomy, uh, which is very personal type information. But honestly, I want to be very transparent with folks and because that's the kind of stuff that really, you know, really hit you in real life. So as I'm, as I'm approaching fifty, and you know, I'm this year I'll turn fifty, but having done this for a long time, this by far was the most difficult thing we have gone through. And our kids have been through a lot. Our kids both had scoliosis; still and had a massive surgery um, at one point, you know, related to that. And so we've been through a lot. But this was the this was more serious because it felt you know life threatening, and and it was life threatening, but it's also life altering in some major ways. And we're still digging out of some of that, but I'm thankful that I have an amazing church, amazing group of friends, amazing group of, you know, people supporting us. And, but it was a reminder that it's just a matter of time before the yucky stuff comes, you know? And I say that only to say, you know, if you're listening, um, 'Cause this is super serious all of a sudden, you know, and it's like, <laughs> wait, what am I listening to? I'm going to I'm going to go over and listen to Download Youth Ministries Podcast. They're more fun. Um, but uh but this is the real stuff, man. And if you want to experience this thing long term, you've got to be prepared for these things because it will happen. Something, and it, it not necessarily cancer, but something is coming. And I know, you know, I know enough I have enough friends to know that we've all been through all been through something there. So, uh, that lesson though for me was just a reminder of man foundation matters foundation matters and I am thankful that I've been here at Johnson Ferry for 15 years because as a result of that the support that we had was just unreal I mean so incredible so incredible Um, so yeah that's a big one
0: yeah that's good so my next one what do you mean one? it's good what do you mean it's good it was, it was terrible great. it was terrible Jody you it was did a great ter- job that's a good word, well, man. It's yeah, good but it was lesson. a terrible
1: situation in our life, is what I'm saying. Are you still yeah. mad that I keep sending you pictures of Chewies? Uh.
0: <laughs> man, I looked so hard for Chewy's in Tampa <laughs> when we were there. You... <laughs> and it was so far away. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, all right, here's mine. My next one. Uh, man, Volkswagens are just awesome. Like, is that your
1: lesson? yes that i know listen bear with me here i'm changing the mood have you seen a picture of my new car because i'm pretty sure it's better than a volkswagen oh
0: no dude you could you had a moment you had an opportunity uh not just volkswagen like i'm talking vintage air cooled
1: i'm sure you're you know, going somewhere with this i'm i'm I, held the edge of my seat so
0: I, I i've talked about this for a long time and um uh, I, I stumbled into owning a really old Volkswagen really because uh I needed the relation I needed something to talk to my dad about. I didn't have a very good relationship with my dad. And but what came out of that was like a a really fun hobby, you know? And so moving here, man, Volkswagens are everywhere in Southern California and uh we've been to a <laughs> ton of Volkswagen shows. That's because right?
1: everybody does drugs in California. Well I'm just you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> You're not
0: wrong. We man, we were down at Venice Beach like uh That's what
1: all the That's what like, everybody in the south, that's what we think of when we think California, we're like Volkswagen and drugs.
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot of pot here, that's for sure. Okay. Um No, and so since we moved here, man, I've been to like a billion Volkswagen shows and met a ton of folks through that and uh my my point is this. It's really important that you have a hobby. Uh something that you can do outside of ministry outside of i know for you magic is a big hobby for you i don't mean like a side hustle like let me be really clear like you need a hobby that you just do that's not like another uh oh this is gonna be fun and i can maybe make some money no like you just need something that you can go that's not ministry necessarily that's just that you just enjoy that you can kind of just unplug and disengage and uh and have fun with and and for me that's that's been Volkswagens for a long time, but man, moving to Southern California has been like awesome in regards to that.
1: i uh, bet, dude. But I what think, do you have right now? Do you still have, you don't, you don't have your car. You had to get rid of your car, right? I sold the Beetle when we moved. You have the van, right? I have the
0: camper. Yeah. The the 72 Westphalia
1: camper. Does it work right now? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious. Like, cause I know for, it, it goes and comes. Uh, Is yeah. it running right now?
0: Sort of. Ah, oh, jeez. It yeah. will be. I, I'm. What's that need some, right now? A battery that's easy. I know I, I've been working on it. I took over break, I took some things apart. I'll put them back together, dude. I've there's seen there's a Volkswagen, Volkswagen show, there's a Volkswagen show in Arizona coming up in like a couple weeks that I really want to go to called Buses. Uh, bus oh, yeah, Buses by the Bridge. Like 600 Volkswagen buses in this thing. Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to.
1: So, you really want your dream is to really fix that thing up. Yeah, it's my daily driver, and I want to go yeah. camping in it.
0: Pretty, uh, you know, part of it by part of you do realize how
1: many kids you have, right? Yeah,
0: but I'm about to send a bunch off to college, so it'll get easier as we go.
1: Oh yeah, it'd be because you'll have so much extra money floating around. <laughs> That's
0: why I got to fix it now. That's why I got to fix it
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! But don't you like think I was I mean, looking at magic for right. you
0: is a huge outlet, right? I
1: mean, you uh, enjoy that, yeah. I mean, I've got all kind of, I'm good at hobbies. hobbies. I have to be, I have to be careful about not letting hobbies become unhealthy in terms of. Oh, for sure. I think we all have to do that. Yeah. Um, but, but, but it, no, it's, it's a real, as nerdy as it sounds, it really is a, something I find very enjoyable. I love getting a new trick and I've got one for Christmas that's ridiculous, um, and learning it and. Doing it on kids and all that. So, yeah, it's fun. And it happens to bleed over into, um, you know, into what I'm doing now. So, it's good. So does, so does Volkswagens?
0: Yep. I'm not exactly sure how yet, but. Yeah, me neither.
1: But if you like it, man. But I do agree. I think that's a good lesson. It's, you know, and think about it like this, too. In the midst of all the change you had to have something. Oh, yeah. Take your mind off of everything for a minute. And even was something that you could focus on there because there's so many good opportunities there for that, so yeah,
0: yeah, it's been good it's been good in a lot of ways Volkswagen
1: vans running around this place here in Georgia, oh no, man, but Atlanta. there's a
0: ton out here boy you you can't I bet you throw a rock you're gonna hit one <sighs> in somebody's yard I mean it, there's so many people just have them sitting in their backyard just waiting to be fixed, but I, you know you just meet a lot of folks I think that's what a hobby does a hobby helps you disengage like you're saying like man when you should when, put a
1: vinyl wrap on it, man you could just do that instead of paint it. I've yeah. been looking into vinyl wrapping I could things. Do that.
0: I could do that. But I probably won't. Yeah.
1: You should do a vinyl wrap on your new... Kia Soul, baby. That thing is... Your hamster buttons. mobile. Take, that those? Watch it. Weren't
0: they hamsters in the commercial? Is that what it was?
1: Yeah, that's how they launched it like 10 years ago or whatever, with the hamster thing in the commercial. Every time I see one, that's what I think of. It's small and zippy, dude. That's why That's, I that's what my, my it. wife named it, Zippy? Zippy? Do you have yeah. to wind it up before you go. Um, it's a lot faster than that. It's fast, dude. You it's,
0: have to back curious. up like ten feet and wind yeah. it up.
1: Yeah. Okay. You keep laughing. I mean, you can, when you're here next time, you'll see. You'll love it. Because you, you appreciate does, that small car thing. Oh yeah. Horn works right. Oh, don't, <laughs> here's what's embar- my my Ford F one fifty. My bro-in-law, I bought it from him, and he had an ooga horn on it. Ooga. Yeah. One of those horns. But he wanted to keep it, so but he had lost the original horn from my Ford F one hundred and fifty, and so he had to go out and buy like a aftermarket. And so my horn on my truck is like beep beep. It's not that bad, but it's bad. It ain't that good. Um, and so the I'm not kidding. The horn on my Kia, I say my truck. I'm about to get rid of it, but um, the horn on my Kia is stronger than my truck. It's embarrassing, but it's beefy on my truck. Or no. my or my soul, but anyway, you you, uh,
0: cr- you love the horn when you're driving. That's for sure.
1: God put them on cars
0: for a reason. There, Jody. Dude, you uh, honk the horn when I ride with you. It's like being in Central America, driving um, through traffic. I mean, you. Maybe
1: I'm preparing for something like that. I don't know. Yeah, you
0: love a horn, so I'm great. That, that was that the deciding factor? Kia over.
1: Yep. And you're like, all right, better horn, my car. Yep. Oh, all right. Uh, all right. Well, here's another one. Uh, I wrote down. So, change will. C- you and I both have a lot of change happening in our life, but this is this is this is the lesson I learned this year, after being in the same place for 15 years and experiencing longevity. Uh, change will come, and it's going to require a lot of patience. So this was the year for me where. About a year ago, right before the holidays, so this would have been at the end of 2018, was whenever I found out my pastor, who had been here for 38 years, was moving on, and that we would have a new pastor. But then also our student pastor left, and I would take the reins in an interim capacity, And so for the last year I've been doing, I've been learning how to work with a new pastor and I've been leading our student ministry and I've recently been given the gig full time. The interim tag is not there anymore. Um, and And I say that only to say that I was reminded that even in the midst of me embracing longevity and striving for longevity, that there's still going to be change at some point. Uh, and I just ha- I don't know that I was prepared for it. It came real fast. We've handled it pretty well, I think, but, uh, but it was change like it, it will come. And I just say that to say, maybe I think the lesson there is to, uh, just kind of have all, always in the back of your mind, a little bit of a preparation in your mind of going, Hey, this might change at some point. Nothing's permanent. We're all replaceable. Uh, that's not a negative thing for me. That's a that's fine cuz this is all all the changes have been. I love my new pastor. Sheesh, so great. And I love getting to lead our entire student ministry. So I'm not focusing just on middle school anymore. But it's uh it's been good. So but change will come.
0: How easy would it have been to find reasons in the midst of all that to leave.
1: Uh it would have been I think it would have been pretty easy at times just to go because there was a lot of patience required because when you're, when you're, when you have a new pastor come in, which is what we had, he, he's not able to make immediate decisions about long-term personnel. And so the thought of, so I had to stay in a temporary, potentially temporary status as the interim student pastor all during his first really 6 to 8 months of being here which is which was appropriate it was hard at times though because i was ready to know yeah and but so it required a lot of patience so in the midst of all that yeah it would have been easy just to kind of go you know what maybe it's time to move on uh because I, we risked we did, not that we had a ton of choice but the scary part for us was well what if he doesn't feel like I'm the guy, right? You know, and yeah, that would have been a hard pill to swallow for sure. But, but yeah, but I'm glad we stayed with it, you know, and stayed focused on it. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay,
0: my next one is, um, and this is something that we talk about a lot. And I think I've known, I think I've, I've been reminded of. Maybe that's better. Is that count as lessons learned? If you're being reminded of. Yeah, uh, Just leading with a plan and a vision is really important, being intentional. Even like you're saying at the top of the episode with why you are not doing anything over break or why you're going to can uh, or take a break from impossible shot, even though it's been really good. You know, it's like there's intention behind that. Um, I think one of the dangers of longevity is that you kind of can easily get into a pattern of doing things and and not really take time to evaluate what you're doing or where you're going particularly and I'm speaking more specifically of longevity in a in a spot in a location and so um coming in new has really has really challenged me in that in in the sense of having to well even in your role I know we've talked about like what you just shared like stepping into a, even a new role with a little bit of a broader perspective of things kind of has caught, forced me to evaluate uh what we're doing every in almost every aspect and yeah. what's working what's not how do we get to where you know what do we want to do in the future what does that want to look like um and then how do we communicate that out and so kind of starting with that big picture and then thinking all the way down to how do we communicate this how do we what yeah. details yeah. do we need how much budget gets allocated to this or how much time yeah. or who's going to do that if i'm not the best person who who is the best person and Um, I think like you said it, you nailed it earlier when you said sometimes we just do things because we do things. Right.
1: Um, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think student ministries, church in general, life, we're all guilty of this, but man, student ministry can, and it's hard to kill good things. Right. Because everybody, even though no one's coming, they all love the idea of it. And so there's some things that you have that you've done that are kind of like, I don't know, tradition or it's just, it's just, you do this every year. But like you said, you're seeing attendance drop over time or no one, people aren't as engaged or as excited about it. And, and so being mindful of how, how you go about kind of editing a bit and changing course and, or adding yeah. new things. I just think it's really, really important. And I see a lot of youth pastors and I've been guilty of that at times, not doing that. Um, and I think, I think that that that, uh, that affects your effectiveness, that um, affects certainly your longevity, it affects um, your volunteers, it affects your students, it affects the parents and families. Um, so you, you really need to, to have a good plan and know where you're going with some purpose on things.
1: I think that's important too. You know, a lesson in there, folks, if you're listening is, and you probably have heard this phrase, but um change in order to maintain the right to change. Um, if you're if you if you never take the time to evaluate and rethink and tweak, before you know it, you're going to have folks just really set in their ways um to where change is not going to be easy. So if you continually evaluate You'll create a cult, a culture that's willing to evaluate, and that will ultimately help you whenever it does come time to change something big that's been around for a while. So that's good.
0: That's I just great. I just finished. Um, I don't know if you've read it. It's uh, the Ride of a Lifetime by Robert Iger,
1: Mm-mm. the
0: Disney nope. fifteen year, lessons learned from fifteen oh, no, years of no. CEO. The Ride of a,
1: the ride the ride of a, of a Lifetime. lifetime. Is that what it's called? The Ride of a Lifetime? I didn't know it was called The Ride of a Lifetime. Oh, it's fantastic. I, no, I totally read. I I devoured that book. Loved. Loved yeah. that book.
0: Me, me too. Yeah. yeah, me too. And he talks a lot about making changes in that. Yeah.
1: Let's uh, get him on here. Yeah, let's get him on the episode. You got you got
0: some pull, right? with Disney? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah,
1: right. No. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that's so he but he talks a lot about that, you know, and, and being willing to take chances and um you know, making the right decisions at the right time and leading people really well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's good. It
1: he really also good. talks about how he bought Star Wars, and, and Pixar, and how he bought Marvel, and Pixar,
0: and, and yeah, uh, his amazing. relationship with Steve Jobs and how that. that it's was fascinating. Oh, it's a yeah.
1: fascinating book. I love it. It was so fast. good. Yep,
0: yep, yep. It's good. He was pretty honest about some things too. I was like, oh, okay, go call them out.
1: Yep. All right. Yeah, he was. He was very brutally honest at times. Yep. Uh okay, so I've got another one. You ready? Yep. Uh having a kid in college <laughs> is nuts. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, I'm not <laughs> excited for that, man. We're like on um, the cusp of that. <sighs> it's all good it's good. And Dylan is awesome. He's he's on an episode a while back, as a matter of fact. When we graduated high school we put him on here. Yep. And it impacts so much in our house in a lot, a lot of good ways. But in some ways, and honestly, I don't know that any of it's negative per se, but it's definitely impactful because there's just so much related to him and his new life and his new schedule and Now, he happens to be staying at home going to college at uh, Kennesaw State, which is a huge school. Who do Here in Atlanta. and uh, So, I'm super proud of him. He's doing a great job with all that. But but it changes everything, man. Family, the way it impacts things. But, like, even the way we traveled over the Christmas break with other family. Uh Like, he's, you know, we had to think through those things. And the way we did vacation, we went to Disney, of course, over Christmas break and... It's just different. It's just different. And even the type of conversations I'm having with him. So, uh, but it was a lesson. <laughs> it was a lesson. And we're still trying to figure it out yeah. as far as, but I will say, I think having a strong foundation with him has helped make it a whole lot uh, better because he's not, you know, just trying to be done with everything we're about. It's right. Just not like moving on. So it's good.
0: Yeah. But it's a Do change. Uh, so side note you guys went to Disney over break saw that rode the new Star oh, Wars yeah, ride
1: time. the new Star Wars ride is incredible we got up at 4.30 that morning bro <laughs> you we won't do a lock kidding. in but you'll get up at 4.30 believe me when I tell you that the Star Wars ride is a lot better than a lock <laughs> well, that's not hard <laughs> that's not hard Um, but uh one day we really do need to tackle the lock-in discussion because, anyway, okay. Um, but no, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that's it's it. Like, okay, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. That's I all. I mean, it's, it- it's 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 unlike any other theme park ride you've ever ridden. It's so immersive. It's like five rides in one. Hmm.
0: Um, they talk insane. a little bit about it on. Uh, is it Imagineering on Disney Plus?
1: Yeah, yeah. Are they doing it in Disneyland? Or are they open? Do they have the same ride in Disneyland? Is it going to open? I don't know.
0: Probably. Yeah. I assume. I assume so, but I don't yeah. know. It's good, bro. Yeah. When you come out to Disneyland, you can tell me. I will let you know. Yeah, well, that's fun. Um, okay, I have one more. And this one again is something that I think I've probably said and known for a while, but again i think moving for us has just exposed so many things that i had taken for granted or Mm. um like not really realized and so i have found myself for so we've i've moved a few times in life i graduated high school moved away to college so five hours away um and then was there. We were 12 years there before coming down your way to Atlanta where we were there for nine. Um, each time I don't remember like wanting where I lived to feel like home. I, I don't remember that being a thing, but I know leaving each of those places, they all felt like home. Um, and so, but coming in here for whatever reason, moving now, man, I find myself like Really wanting this to feel like home, and um, and wanting to settle quickly and get established, and it feels like where we live. And some days it feels like home. Um, I think the importance of community and friendship um, cannot be overstated. And I think for me, man, that's what that's kind of what makes a makes home feel like home. Uh, are the relationships yeah. with people around you? And that's really hard in ministry, I know. And um, there's been tons of people written, uh, you know, who have wrote about that and um, have have talked about that. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. But, um, man, it's just really important that you find community and friends that you can do life with, um, laugh together with. and um, And it takes time to do that when you're someplace new. I'm I'm realizing and recognizing, um, but man, it's important, and it's important just in life, let alone in ministry. But I think especially in terms of what we talk about in longevity. Man, if you if you don't have friends, um, and and so what's been interesting and difficult is like I have really really good friends who are still in Georgia, right? Um, who I loved deeply and served alongside there for a long time, and so it's weird sometimes to talk about ministry in that context because they're still in the old context of where I was at, and um, so that's made it a little little challenging. Um, My kids, on the other hand, have have made friends so well and so quickly, and have really, um, man, have adjusted. So quickly and so well, which everyone told me it would happen. I don't know why we have such a hard time making friends as we get older, um, but but we do. But I think community and friendship,
1: man, huge, huge. What are you doing to try to to try to make friends or to try to experience that?
0: Yeah. You so to go
1: out the, to eat with people. Or are you? There's just a few things
0: stuff? we are. <clears throat> we joined a small group right away for one, just to get in community with folks. Um, our church here has a small group model, um, that makes, meets off of the weekends. And so in homes, so we, we joined a small group right away, which has been huge for us, um, for Sarah and I, it's been so good in more ways than I could ever tell you. Um, that wasn't something that I really had, had an opportunity to do interestingly enough in my previous context, because <clears throat> we always had more of a Sunday morning, Sunday school model. And I was always teaching or leading one, yeah. Um, yeah. And so this is this—it's been good for us to, to do that. So that's part of it. Um, I think just being intentional to have people into our home, or invite people out if we're going to do something, um, kind of stepping out of uh, our comfort zone a bit, taking a little bit of a what feels like a risk, which not, and just uh, engaging in conversation with folks. Honestly, even going back to the Volkswagen thing, uh, we've met. Just, uh, some folks through that that aren't at all engaged or related to their church or ministry. They just share this commonality of Volkswagens and, uh, and some folks within the church too. So I think all that, all that's been really, really, really good. But, um, yeah, I, I, and I hope we continue to do that better and better. And yeah, I think it comes over good. time too, but uh, ministry can be a really lonely place. And I realized a long time ago that I can sit and talk about how lonely it is in ministry or I could go
1: make friends. Yeah. And so. No, I agree with that big time as far as the, um, it's easy to sit around and mope and go, oh, nobody's inviting me to lunch or nobody's inviting us out to eat. But you gotta be the one, at times, you gotta be the one to, to be out there getting it done, you know? I mean, it helps. Yeah. For you to initiate some of that. For sure. Uh, Well, I've got one more. Are you done? Is that your last one? That's my last one. All right. So uh, this one I think we could talk about for a minute. Uh, This is something that as I I was reflecting on what I've learned this past year, I feel like there's a – it might be too strong to say it this way, but I don't know how – there's a storm coming, I believe. And here's what I mean. Uh, What's coming when it comes to the teenagers will challenge us all in youth ministry to greatly rethink how we do youth ministry. Hmm. Uh, And specifically what I would say, I feel like there was a little bit of information in 2018 on this, but I feel like in 2019 is whenever we really started to get uh, a whole lot more research coming out, a whole lot more thinking related to this, but all of the Gen Z type studies, Really came to light in 2019, and as a result of that, I think what we're seeing is things are are we're at the beginning stages of what's going to have to be a new experience, hmm. um, and I don't I don't know what that is, Jody, but I can tell you that I, I genuinely believe that we in the next few years are going to, in in youth ministry, we're going to have to seriously think through how we're doing it in order to be effective. Not that we just can't keep doing things. We probably can just keep doing things the way we're doing them and keep surviving and be okay. Uh, But I think if we are going to really reach teenagers and experience and help them to experience major life change and help them to genuinely be Christ followers i think there's something that's going to have to be different again i don't have the answer to that i don't know what that is except to say that i know that in our student ministry we're we're going to start asking that question um we're going to start digging into what have we been doing for the last 10 20 years but what needs to change? And I, I, again, this is not anti-youth ministry in any way, but I think the, because there's but there was a day when, our, when the model was good, but the current model, and I know that's a big, broad stroke when I say that, the current model, because the way you do youth ministry is different than the way I do youth ministry and across the board and people that are listening. But the generalities, I just think that there's going to have to be more. Don't get me wrong, I think we can still throw a pizza party and get kids to come. But is that going to be enough, yeah um, because I feel like that there's gonna be more and more of a disconnect with teenagers in the church or teenagers in walking with Jesus if we don't figure some of that stuff out. I think a lot of it's gonna to have to be a discipleship type, a rethinking of what discipleship means, a rethinking of how we help kids to experience that, but I really believe and one of the lessons I've learned this past year is just what's coming and uh that that we're going to have to we're going to have to address some of these issues for sure.
0: I think the um I agree. Um I think the challenge is going to be that as a student pastor, you see that coming um but you you have to have some really strong buy-in above you to um, to make those significant shifts in the sense that you're going to have to have really strong leadership from your senior pastor or senior leadership um, in most contexts to be able to to do that. And so I think how we navigate that will be interesting, and I don't, I don't know the answer either. But I do think, uh, and you're hearing more and more of that, I think, in student ministry as we're seeing it. And I think the big question that we probably have to reevaluate is how do we define success? Because I think for the last 50 years of student ministry and church life, it's it's been a numbers game. Um, yeah, sure. And, you know, I think numbers are important. I think, I think they should be measured for sure, and I think you should keep track of that. But I don't think that is the end-all, be-all, and it tells every story of every picture. And I don't think that we should use I think you have to be really careful when you're communicating. This is a side note. This is free. Um, when you stand up to communicate the success of an event that you've done or uh, something that you've done in student ministry, if the only thing you're talking about is numbers, what you're communicating to people is that numbers are what makes that successful. And so I think you need to be careful how you define success. But I, I do think um, it's going to look different in the future, I agree, When in terms of, of how how we define success in what we're doing um, in student ministry. And I don't know that anybody really has the answer right now. Um, but I do think that there's a there's a strong shift that's going to come at some point or we're going
1: to. I don't think anybody has the answer necessarily right now either, Jody. But what I, what I will tell you is that um, much like in the 90s when all of a sudden the youth groups in town that started doing Wednesday night started experiencing major um, impact with teenagers because they started doing things different than they had always done them. The churches in the early nineties that started hiring full-time youth pastors uh, again, led to more impact and I, I just I just think that, and this is why I'm adding this to what I learned this past year, I think a change is coming, and I think it's going to be important for all of us to be willing to go, what's happening? What, what do we need to maybe be doing differently? Yeah. Are we being, are we, are we, are we successful? And if we're not right now, not just in the how many people are coming, but in the, sense of, is there a life change taking place? Yeah. What might we do? And I think it will start with us being willing to ask the question and sincerely seek the Lord and pray and think through, what's God wanting me to do? Because what I think is going to happen is there will be a new, I don't think youth ministry is dead. I I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a new wave that hits Mm -hmm. of something different. And I'm not talking about buying into the fad of what's happening, but a willingness to go, I'm going to look at who we are and how we can impact teenagers. Uh, But that's going to require you to be an expert, and that's going to require you to uh, lead when you're not in charge and help your pastor to understand those things and be strategic and impactful and bring your people along. And it's just going to require a lot. But I think it's coming. I'm telling you, man. That's good. No, I agree. Richard Ross wrote an article recently. Did you read that article that came out? Um if, I I don't know. That thing. if you'll send me the link I can
0: put I'll stick it in the show notes for folks.
1: Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'm trying to see if I could just I
0: He's been saying this for a while. When he was on our show he was talking about that.
1: Yeah, he wrote an article recently, man, that, that was a was while ago. like, like shoo, I mean it was um it was pretty pretty good. So uh let's see here it is. Yeah. Um uh Time for radical reevaluation of youth ministry came out on December tenth. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. And he listen, he is passionate about youth pastors. Yeah, passionate about youth ministries, and you can tell it grieves him to have to be so brutally honest in the article. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll send you that link so that you can. Yeah, I'll link
0: to that the article, and I'll also link back to uh, his interview with us on the show because that was really really good as well yeah.
1: Uh, yeah maybe we should get him on for this article as a matter of fact he probably would do it yeah
0: yeah probably yep. so. cool well i don't know i feel like this was a way heavier episode than i expected but good
1: i mean i added the the impossible shot in there for fun i
0: talked about <laughs> volkswagens <laughs> i don't know if that counts. well
1: listen folks i <laughs> we, again we 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 don't we have fun we we we're fun youth pastors i promise we do goofy stuff <laughs> but the fact is is that this is real life and this is this is uh man like we want to provide meat for you yeah yeah uh, there's tons of places out there to get um you know, softer, more fun. And then there's nothing wrong with that stuff. It's great. You know, but, uh, we're trying to help we're, some episodes of this podcast. Try- actually. <laughs> some episodes of this podcast. As a matter of fact, sheesh. So, yeah. so, Hey, anyway, let's do this Thanks for listening. But yeah, yep, what if we do go. this?
0: So if you, uh, if you are a member of the super secret podcast group, or if you're not go join, um, I would love, cause we're going to post about this episode on there. We already kind of re- posted. We were recording it, but man, I would love for you to, to, Jump over there on that post and just comment with a few of the lessons that you've learned.
1: That you've uh, learned. I'd love to hear year. from more people on that. Oh man, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. That'd be yeah. awesome.
0: And then, uh, yeah. So ne- in of next year, we'll pull this back out and see how we've done. If we if we're just as serious and mopey. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like they're getting old. Oh geez, Sheesh. yeah. New format, new Sheesh. content. Now it's like a Dr. Phil show. So anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for listening everybody. We'll post uh there's a bunch of links we've mentioned here. I'll post all those at the show notes page at the longerhall.com/episode102 um for you so you can head over and uh, and grab all of those again. If you are uh, looking for resources, curriculum, um anything camp, head over to ym360.com and uh, check out what they've got there. So grateful for those guys. Be sure to use the promo code longerhall and save 20% on that. Otherwise, if you don't have anything else, man, I think we're done, yeah?
1: That is it, man. Appreciate everybody. Have a great 2020, and uh, thanks for listening. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.